Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Conchetta. Happy birthday to you. Yay! How old are you? I'm seven. Seven. I want to open my presents. I know. we got to wait a little bit to open the presents. Why? So today is a big day. We're having a birthday party. And it's a special one. What's special about this party? It's um, seven. <laughs> no, but I mean <laughs> your birthday party later with your cousins and your friends. Yay! It's special because we're doing it virtual, right? Boop. We're doing it online. It should be fun. We shipped everybody their special goodie bags that they have to open up during the party. It's going to be a fun day. How do you feel? How does seven feel? Normal. <laughs> it feels like, do you feel different than yesterday? No. No? Well, I think it's a big deal because it's getting closer and closer to double digits. Double digits? Ten. Double digits. Two numbers in your age. Closer and closer. Next, I'm going to be eight. I know. And then nine, and then ten, and then eleven, and oh then twelve, God. and then you be old lady, and then you don't live here anymore. No, I'm always <laughs> going to live with you. Oh. Until I'm 21. Oh, that's nice. Okay. That's I'll okay. be living with you until I'm 21. All right, sounds good. And I'll move, like, into my own apartment yeah. or house when I'm 22. Okay, that sounds good. Guys, join me in wishing Conchetta a happy birthday. You can send us messages on Facebook or Instagram. You can send us an email, sleepyheadstories at gmail.com, or you can send us a voice message if you have an Anchor account. Wait, I need And to... I will make sure Conchetta sees all your happy birthday wishes. Anything else you want to add, seven-year-old? Do... Does anybody watch, um, does anybody watch Korean OMG? I don't know if they watch that. Well, if um, they do, I just friended Ronald OMG. Oh. So um, Conchetta's, I guess we should explain, Conchetta's theme of her birthday party is roblox because conchetta loves to play roblox with her cousins and it would be so nice if i could meet like a roblox celebrity and she apparently there's roblox celebrities people that are really good at playing roblox and she wants to it's actually like basically a job it's a pretty good job huh mommy doesn't have many much idea about this stuff but anyway it's going to be a fun day so happy birthday little toots Oh boy, what a day it's going to be. <laughs> Bye, guys.
This episode of Sleepyhead Stories is going to be in the theme of Earth Month, and we're going to be learning about loggerhead sea turtles. And the reason why this is important to us, particularly as a family, is because the town that we live in, in Jupiter, Florida, is home to the Loggerhead Marine Life Center. It's a rehabilitation hospital research facility for sea turtles, specifically for sea turtles. And right now, this time of year, is when the turtles come onto our shores of our town and lay their eggs for their nesting eggs and then in about a month month and a half they start hatching and it's something so special that we have it here in florida it hardly happens anywhere else in the united states mainly just here in florida in our town and so we're so proud we actually adopted a turtle named topsy a loggerhead turtle named topsy and for Conchetta's birthday and so we'll contribute to her care and then when she gets better we can we're invited to go to the release of Topsy back into the ocean and Conchetta gets all kinds of special information like a tracker where she can track Topsy in the ocean and things like that so that's why we're reading the book that we're reading next all about loggerhead sea turtles and I hope you enjoy and I hope you're celebrating Earth Month at your homes thanks Follow the Moon Home, a tale of one idea, 20 kids, and 100 sea turtles, by Philippe Cousteau and Deborah Hopkinson, illustrated by Milo So. To my mother Jan, who always taught me to question the world around me and constantly challenge myself to make it better. Philippe Cousteau. I always need help finding my way, especially in a new place. Before long, you'll feel right at home, Viv. I wasn't so sure. So she's moving into a new town by the ocean here. Looks like kind of like where we live with palm trees, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now she's in school. Welcome, Vivian, called Mr. J. You're just in time for the fun. We're looking for a problem to solve. I got out my pencil and bit my lip. She's nervous because she's the new girl. So let's see what it says on the board here. Class project, community action. One, identify. Find a problem to solve. Use your eyes. Ask questions. Two, plan. Gather information and figure out what to do. Three, take action. Put your ideas into action. Four, tell the story. Show how you and we can make a difference. Five, reflect. Think about what you did and what you might do next. So I rode my bike all over town looking for a problem. Mostly, I just got lost. So she went around the library and town hall and museums and a church nothing. On Saturday, I took Samson and Luna for a run on the beach. Mostly, they pulled me. Samson and Luna are her two dogs. Let's make a gigantic hole, I gasped, plopping down. My big digger and my little digger sprang into action. Suddenly, it was raining sand. What does that mean? What do you mean? Because the dogs were digging so much, the sand was flying everywhere. 
Looks like fun, but be sure to fill in that hole, said a man walking by. It's nesting season. I smoothed out the sand and we all went to look. What do holes have to do with turtles? What does this say? Loggerhead turtle nesting area do not disturb. Right. It's because of the babies, said a voice. I whirled to see a girl from school. I'm Clementine, she reminded me. Baby sea turtles need a clear path to the sea. Holes and sandcastles get in their way. I didn't know we had sea turtles here. Samson pulled me on the leash. We do. Oh, and look what happened to this baby, cried Clementine. Why were you going the wrong way, this little one? So what happened to this sea turtle? He dried up. He dried up because he, he went toward the inland and not toward the water, right? Let's see what happens. Mr. J told us to use our eyes, so that night, Mom and I went back to the beach. As darkness fell, we could see bright lights winking on, one by one, along the shore. That's it, I said. The lights in the beach houses are the problem. Why is that, Mom asked. When baby sea turtles hatch, they follow the strongest light they see, I explained. So if they head away from the sea, they get dehydrated and they die. My heart sank as I stared at the houses. There are so many. How can we ask all these people to turn off their lights? Most of these houses are vacation rentals, Mom said. That means new people come to stay every few days. We'd have to knock on the doors every night. Clearly, I needed help to solve this problem. And I knew just how to get it. There's a cute dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. On Monday morning, Clementine and I raised our hands first. We told the class what we learned and observed about loggerhead sea turtles. The sea turtle eggs are starting to hatch, I went on. To save the hatchlings, we need the whole class, the whole town, to help. And that's how Lights Out for Loggerheads began. I like that name, Lights Out for Loggerheads. Mm -hmm. Our classroom became the Loggerhead Lab. First, we gathered lots of information. We read books. We visited an aquarium and a sea turtle hospital. We asked for someone from South Carolina Marine Turtle Conservation Program to speak to our class. We all brainstormed solutions, choosing the best ideas. Then we got to work. We made posters and delivered them all over town. We wrote fact sheets for all the vacation beach homes. What does this say? Lights out for loggerheads. Let's keep our beaches dark. At night, turn off lights outside lights and keep curtains closed. Thank you. Very good. Invitation to the town hall and the dog's holding <laughs> In the it. dog's mouth, right? <laughs> to pay for printing of our flyers and posters, we held a bake sale. 
Andy, the coffee shop man, donated a whole pan of his famous granola. Happy to help. The editor promised to put an article in the community newspaper. Nice to have a new writer in town, she asked. Or she said, I'm sorry, not asked. The printer gave us a discount for the loggerheads. Rebecca and Max learned how to spread the word on the internet. They made it uh, like a like Instagram or Facebook it. page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mr. J helped us write a press release. I was on TV as a class spokesperson. We invited volunteers from Scoot, South Carolina United Turtle Enthusiasts, to a town meeting. When the big night arrived, the room was packed. The room buzzed with ideas. We talked about how to make our beach a great place for turtles, how to mark nests, run nightly patrols, what to do if hatchlings get in trouble. What, you want to read this? Do keep beaches dark. Turn off outside lights during nesting season. Do stay clear. Don't disturb nest adult turtles or hatchlings. Get involved. Volunteer. Volunteer. Help protect sea turtles on our beaches. Very good. They put a sign up on the beaches like that. At the end, we decided to form our own volunteer group. People cheered for our class. Mr. J beamed. I'm proud of you all. That was the best night ever. Until. Until. On the last evening of summer school, we went on a turtle patrol. Lots of parents came too. Everyone smiled as we watched the lights along the beaches go out one by one. We had done it. Suddenly, a movement on the sand caught my eye. Over here, I whispered. We crept closer, careful to stay quiet. A crescent moon shone on the waves. The sea glittered like silver. I made out first one, then two hatchlings. Soon, the sand seemed to boil over with life. Tiny turtles, no more than two inches long, burst from the nests. We watched, barely daring to breathe. Would they know where to go? Mm. Then they were off, scurrying, scurrying over the sand and into the shimmering sea. Look at how many of them. We stood together, smiling and silent with wonder. Then, just like the turtles, we followed the moon home. The end. And here is a letter from Jacques Cousteau, I'm sorry, Philippe Cousteau, to young activists. When I was a little boy, I loved to go outside. My grandfather Jacques Cousteau was a famous explorer and always challenged me to go out and explore the world. One of my favorite things to do was to visit the beach. My early memory of the beach is from a trip my mother took us on to Hawaii. Each day we would go down to the beach and explore the tidal pools. We would sit patiently at the edge of these shallow pools of water, not making a sound, and watch as the small fish, crabs, and sea anemones, and sometimes even octopus, would go about their business. It was a fascinating world to watch, and instilled in me with a love of the ocean. 
Those experiences as a young boy inspired me to explore and protect the oceans as my life's work. Many years later, I found myself walking along a beach in Florida at night filming a TV show about the ocean. And right there before my eyes, I was able to watch baby sea turtles, first one, then dozens, crawl out of the sand and down toward the ocean. It was one of the most magical experiences of my life and was one of the most inspirations, was one of the inspirations for the story in this book. My grandfather taught me anything and everything. He also taught me to be curious, to ask questions, and to dream. Through my work, I get to meet kids every day who are curious, kids around the world who care about the environment and who want to do something to protect it. Like Viv, they realize that they can't leave it up to grown-ups to solve all the problems. They realize that they have to get up and do something themselves to change the world. And you know what? They do. I see kids protecting animals, changing laws, raising money, and more. Kids around the world do amazing things every day, and so can you. All you have to do is follow Viv's lead and take five simple steps. First, explore your community. Look around and identify something you care about. The world just looks different to kids than it does to adults. That's why ideas and solutions that come from you are so powerful because you see the world differently and often find solutions where adults don't think to look. Then develop a plan to fix whatever problem you've identified. Research it a little bit. Think about the people, places, and animals that are impacted by it and who might want to help you do something about it. Maybe there are cons conservation groups in your area or a politician who cares about the environment or a friend of the family who can help. Next. Take action. There are several ways to do this. Maybe organize a community cleanup or do some research with help from a teacher or a mentor that adds to the data politicians use to make better laws. Maybe you can raise money through a bake sale or get people to sign a petition. Then think back. Think about what happened because of your work. Keep a notebook about who you talked to and what kinds of actions you took. What lessons you did, what did you learn? What mistakes did you make and how to fix them? After you've done that, tell your story. Maybe write an article for the school paper or post a story online. But whatever you do, make sure you tell the world about the great things you achieved so you can inspire other kids to do the same. And remember, you are not alone. Great resources exist to help. My organization, Earth Echo International, is all about helping kids like you change the world. Visit our website at www.earthecho.org and find out how we can help you. Every day, young people are changing the world, making it better. I hope you find your special place to explore and to be inspired, just like I did when I was a kid. Then, stand up, go out there, and change the world just like Vivian, I believe in you, Philippe. So there you go, guys. In the back then, there's more information on this book to parents and teachers, how they can be supportive, and then even information to find out about loggerhead sea turtles. And like we said earlier, uh, this book is so special to us because we are extremely fortunate to live in a town where we have the Loggerhead Marine Life Center here in Jupiter, Florida.
And this is happening right now on our beaches. The turtles are nesting. Nesting season is um, right now and starting starts in the month of March. And um, it, it's where we're in April now, so we're in peak season. And everywhere on our beaches, there's about uh, about 30 or 40 nests right now. They'll c continue to grow and they mark off the nests and they're very, very good at trying their best to keep things safe for these guys. Uh, and then maybe if we're lucky and we can catch it one of these nights, we can even go to one of the hatchings. Um, they're, the loggerheads hatch usually about 45 days or so from when they're first nested. So maybe in another few weeks, they're gonna start hatching. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed Follow the Moon Home. Uh, it was a great book. It really means a lot to us and we can relate so much to it. So uh, thank you for listening and have a great day or a great night. Thank you for listening to Sleepyhead Stories. Yes, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Please keep sending in your shout outs and remember to subscribe to this podcast so you get notifications every time we release a new episode. Please do. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day or a great night. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Episode. High five. High five.